So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. All right, let's see if we can remember how to do this after two weeks off myself. We are back. It is three guys on sports. Man, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff to talk to. Uh, and uh, let's start off with here. Three guys on sports. That's the name of the show. However, one of our guys, Noah Kreitz, the fresh one, as we like to call him around here, is still celebrating that Michigan Wolverines vi- uh, victory. And I honestly was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need any of that in here. Nobody wants to hear him yeah. talk and celebrate a, a win in the college football playoffs after we're still reeling uh, just over 24 hours of that. Took him overtime. Sh- Should have put him away in regulation. But uh, that kicker sucks. Or just lose. It would have been nice if we all were just sitting here losers this week. Uh, that voice though is Sawyer Stahl. He is officially our third guy on sports. Yeah. And, hey guys, uh, I was hanging out for the last two weeks with yeah. you all. <laughs> Surprise! The babysitter got paid. <laughs> hey, congratulations, my friend. Uh, yeah, that's like, that's the actual size of that check. Don't worry, that's not a typo. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're happy to have you here. We are happy to have you guys here as well. You can be our third guy today. 834-1027. I had to remind myself the phone number, but that's how you guys can chime in uh, on the phones and uh, via the text machine. And I want to know, now that it is a full day removed from the Longhorns' loss to the Washington Huskies, how are we feeling about it? Are we still upset? Are we still mad about those four plays at the end there? Are we still mad about Ted Cruz, all these things? Uh, where are we? Are, are we ready to be objective and happy with the season or do you guys just want to call and complain i think i'm angrier you're angrier honestly i've stewed for a day and i'm i'm more because you're in here you're wearing the the longhorn cocaine whites right now you got the full white hoodie you got the the white beanie incredibly hot yeah i know it's toasty in this little closet but um i i i'm i'm being you know i'm blood red man i'm brm you know i you gave me hope too. Yeah, gave me hope. I thought the game was surely over, and I could have gone to bed. Whenever uh, Washington got that field goal, went back up ten. I was like, okay, there's no way. And then, sure enough, the Horns got to go and make it a game. All of a sudden, and it's like you kept me up so late just to be disappointed. <laughs> and I think I'm just cranky. Is what it really is, dude. That was a ridiculously. I didn't realize how late it was because I, I I went out and watched it out at a bar uh, amongst the people. Yeah, they're they're. Giving you a last call on the last drive. I know. I know. They were sitting there shutting down the patio at BD Riley's there in Mueller, and I'm just like, what's going on? Oh, oh, it's midnight? Okay, I How understand. This I understand. I was like the last person there. Um, he, here's my thing, is that I, I don't want to use the word disappointing, even though that's probably the, the one that keeps coming back to you, because that just that sounds, that has a negative connotation to me, but like I think it's okay to be let down, and and as much as this should sting all the fans, because like we're 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 this close, twelve yards away, yep. twelve yards, and assumedly a Burt Auburn uh, automatic field uh, extra point, mm-hmm. but like I, I just they they outside of winning the game, they were in it right the second we were this right. close, and I, that that's acceptable. What's to crazy me. though is you go into halftime right twenty one twenty one correct. Yeah. 
didn't feel that close. Had no Did business. Not had feel no that business being in this game with Washington. No. Turns and out, Michael Penix, you play football for about six years. You're pretty good at it. Dude, okay, that is one of my big things. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that that seems that's tantamount to cheating? I know that we're all concerned about what Michigan is doing with the hey, sign stealing. Flip that M upside down. What do you got? A W. A W. A w. Huh? Both programs cheaters. Yeah, you it heard does it here. seem to have a guy who's got six years of college football experience. Like he should be like uh, losing his job to the pa- the Panthers or something. Yeah. Like they should be like, do you need to keep with Michael Penix? It seems unfair to make him go against Quinn Ewers, who's twenty. Yeah. Now, baby Quinn. He looked like the lights were too bright. Okay. In the first half especially. He started rolling in the third, and then we continued to put the ball on the turf. But Look, I was not a Quinn Ewers believer after last season. Oh. I came in, and I was like, that's a huge question mark. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Everybody told me he put in the work. He mm. dropped Chick-fil-A. He's yeah. got a six-pack now. He, he cut, cut his, his hair. hair. He found God. I don't care about the hair. I feel like the hair was a mistake. Yeah. Keep the hair, but cut off that god-awful beard. Just yeah. That, that, just that I'm going to storm the Capitol beard. Kind of looks like he knows how to build a barn with old school tools. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's very um, Amish. He, he takes a horse and buggy to the game. But he came out and, and he he won in Alabama and I very much enjoyed it. I was like, okay, you know what? He's when we needed him to outside of the of a first quarter of the Sooners uh, Red River rivalry game, uh-huh. he's played pretty pretty gosh darn good. And I was like, all right, maybe he, maybe we can do all this. And yeah, so that was very disappointing to have him to to, to have him not uh, meet the moment. But of course, it's like also like. He, I don't know what he ended up with, but it was, it was like over 300 yards, I think, a couple yeah, of touchdowns. And so, like, if, he like, put if, you, if you look at the, the box half, score, but if if you if we go into that game, we told you that yeah, Washington was going to get up ahead of Texas, but we were going to come back and have a chance uh-huh. within the final seconds of the game. Basically, you know, first and goal. Yes, and you had a, you had four, yeah, four plays to go to the national championship. Seconds. Every Longhorn fan would sign up for that. Everybody yeah. would say that's good. And so to sit there and and. I understand that when you look and see how that game unfolded, Played why out. you would be disappointed. That I, I was talking to your your buddy Matt Bearden. Actually, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking to him. I My was father hearing him. Yeah, he's uh, KWJF, and that's where we got Sawyer from when he would go do them on Fridays. And he was like, I, I think everybody was sick. I think there was some sort of flu, and they don't want to tell you, and they'll never find out. But like, people were sick, and that's just. I was like, no, look, here, no, here's, here's the running happened. backs ate too much popcorn before the game, or had dust from the beignets on their fingers, and that's why they kept letting go of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, those turnovers were absolutely catastrophic. And then the fact that we had a safety that was benched for the first half comes out, plays very cold in the second half, and Michael Penix is getting whatever he wants over the top. Here's, it's heartbreaking. Here's what happened: is you had a sixth-year quarterback and four. NFL wide receivers. Oh my god, they're so good. And, and they play. They played the perfect game. They came out there. Now, I, going into it, the whole uh, disrespect that the Washington was able to to, to us against the world. Yeah, you're thirteen that, and zero, losers. It was bad vibes. It was bad vibes, and so th- that got me worried. But I still, I was like, look, Texas is a fourth quarter team. Like, I, I, just, I never stopped believing. Like, they have earned that right mm-hmm. over the season for me to sit there and say, okay, they're going to go in there. Now it didn't play out, and I, I, the thing that I've been harping on all season long is that they can't get pressure. We cannot pressure the quarterback. Yeah. Well, I thought for Javondre sure that Sweat just came in, in the entire line. Did not happen at all. Well, there was that uh, that amazing play where Penix uh, sidesteps Brian Murphy, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, here we go. They never were able to do that. They were never they able to get, get them anything done on the ground unless yeah. it was a design run for Penix, which oh boy, did we apparently not plan for? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the whole uh, narrative about him. It's like he's hurt. He's had two ACL reconstructions. He can't do that anymore. He mm-hmm. throws it. So I, I don't. But the, the the point is, is that like you just you ran into a Washington team that I I think honestly was probably 
at least that offense was better. Their quarterback yes. definitely better than us, and and it just happened to coincide. There's a reason he was a nominee for the Heisman and Quinn wasn't. I say and that I say, was apparent. Look, I say before you, they they probably have already left Louisiana, but I say you swing by LSU when you take that Heisman, Michael Penix. You've earned it. Yeah, you've earned it. Um, but I, I just think they felt they came into a team that that was able to expose our weaknesses in the secondary and the fact that we can't get past uh, a pass rush. And that'll be interesting to see if Michigan can do that because ah uh, man five sacks on Bama in the first half yeah but, also but, Blake Corm's going to have about three hundred yards on the ground probably do we we will get into Michigan Michigan Alabama uh, here in a second because that that's Noah is is flying in from home from Michigan tonight and that's why he's not here right now and I was like you know what honestly that I'm okay with that let's Noah. talk no, nobody all nobody today. wants to hear you just sitting there feeling all proud uh-huh let's do Michigan all day today so we have an excuse <laughs> so to not do it do tomorrow it? sorry buddy we already did it you know and uh, our guy Brandon Elkins producer of the Jeff Ward and Ed Clement show in the afternoons here right on 127 ESPN um he's been filling in with us over the the last couple of weeks and I was like oh I can get him to come in and I was like oh, but Brandon you cannot you cannot sit there and be happy about Washington no, we'll just talk about that we cannot have loss. Our audience come in here, and I was like, "So, so I'm, I'm not gonna let you talk Washington." How you great do the it. Oklahoma City Thunder are, you know, <laughs> just anything to get. Grunge sucks. But he told me that he's got to go. He's got a dentist appointment. That's why he couldn't do yeah, it. And I was like, he's okay, got to get gold teeth now. If you want to call in from the dentist chair with a numb mouth and just sit there and talk crap about Imagine the Washington, trying to say, "Hey, bite your tongue and say Michael Penix." Tell yeah, me what that sounds yeah. like. <laughs> it sounds like penis. Um, but anyway, like just. This paperclip okay is purple. Them. What's it doing in here? You know, this Get is terrible. Look, I, under- I understand that everybody wants to be disappointed that that we were this close to getting to playing for a national championship and it didn't happen. And it's it's natural, it's understandable. But again, going into the season, if you tell me that the Longhorns make the college football playoffs, they have a chance to win to make the national championship at the end of the game. We've won the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. That that like that that's a good season for me. And so I'm I'm fine. Like it again. It sucks. Feel bad. But I don't think we can sit there and say, like, if you want to sit there and say that Longhorns are better than Washington, we just played like crap. Okay, yeah. fine. But yeah. I, I don't think that's the case. I think that we were. No, they've beaten us twice now. It doesn't feel good. Well, that's a that was a bowl game last year. Is that still? I, that's I a win. Look, okay. Look, look at the nothing that happens in the bowl. That's not real football. Okay, that's all. That uh, all should be stricken I, from the record. Book. I disagree because I happen to know that a different team in the state of Texas won a bowl game, and I think it's the only bowl game that should truly matter in the um, you know first responders bowl. Is this is I mean, this the, the Texas State Bobcats? Of this is our Texas State Bobcats. Bobcats. <laughs> so this is where you rip off that hoodie and you show me that you got your eat 'em up, eat 'em up cats. I don't. You know, alma mater. I underneath. went to school there because I couldn't get into UT. Heck yeah, and I bet you that, had good that, time. How long did it take you to get out of there? It took me four and a Half years. Five years. Yeah, see, no Five one gets years. out of there in four years. It's and a it, good it was, it was time. Only, it was only, dude. I see that, That's why those my, cats know how to have a good time. They drink all the beer in that stadium. Both they, sides. I, I did like that. Yes. Both sides. Yes. Um, look, that is that is the real origin of my. I don't want to say hatred for Texas State, but just apathy. I don't because I did not do Texas State right at all. I oh, did. I did not enjoy college as much as I should have. Oh, well, I mean, we can go back. I've thought about it. You know? I thought about trying to go back, but now I'm 40. You know, we get older and those prices stay the same. <laughs> you know, Trev's still doing two dollar you call it. <laughs> I love it. Man, I came up with a joke over the the break that I'm pretty sure is indecent, but it's like, you know why that campus is downhill? It's so all the fluids from the dorm room just yeah. roll downhill. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's they have how, a lot of fun yeah, there. Yeah, those fish Look, are horny as hell. I'm happy for you, Texas State. Good luck keeping your football coach. Texas might come and take him. No, come on. He's building something down there. 
Uh, well, look, I, and the crazy thing about Ted, the Bobcats, and now we're talking Bobcats. That's there we go. Good. Let's talk to um, someone good. You know, someone they, that wins. They had the second most uh, transfer additions, I believe. Yeah. Outside of Colorado, and so we'll we'll see if they can pick that up and keep that thing going. I'd be it, scared. I'd be scared if I was Steve Sarkeesian. I you're gonna not. lose people to Texas State. I would not. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. And look, and that's the other reason why I'm excited about Texas is because. Steve Sarkeesian has been shown to be a master of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You look at what happened uh, here uh, with, with Ohio State, yeah, with Florida State, where just everybody Let's opted out and transferred. And like, I mean, wh- wh- who is the quarterback? I, I know that the Ohio State's looking at Will Howard is the latest one that they're going to try to transfer in there. But I'm like, just if you're a, a Buckeye. The state of your program, it's you don't believe in your coach. Hey, but they you get don't all those know, four you literally and five don't star know wide receivers. Are. You know. Well, that's great. That's that's great. So uh, I guess if your wide receivers are that good, it doesn't really matter who's that quarterback. Well, you you better hope so. Yeah, you better hope so. But but just my my point is is that th- that program is is in is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Florida State, yeah, has a better suing chance their own of conference, suing <laughs> their own conference, suing their whole the team turns their playoffs. back on themselves. Doesn't Everybody, show up. Dude, I'm so mad at you, Florida State. That was to me that that was a perfect opportunity for them to come together. And to um, to sit there and show everybody, beat Georgia, stamp, yeah. throw your the flaming spear into the ground, declare some national hey, champions. They kept it close for about four minutes, I think it was. I thought you were <laughs> it was four seconds. Yeah, like, it was. It was. I, I, I moved I, the ball I, a little bit. I made I made it a quarter and a half in that game, and I was like, all right, point made. But the point is, is that a lot of the best teams, LSU. Are we happy about if you're LSU? What's going on there? Like the state of the program at the Longhorns is good going into the SEC next year, whether it's with Quinn or with Arch, things are good. We are keeping that helped us keep our team together. I am optimistic about next season. I'm excited. Uh huh. It's gonna be I'm easy excited. to get back to the CFP with 12 teams too. Are you excited? Eight three four one zero two seven. Let us know where you are. Day two after that horrible, horrible Washington loss. We'll be back with more. Three guys on sports. One zero two seven. ESPN Radio. We are back. Three guys on sports, Nick and Sawyer. And today our guy Noah is still going to be flying in tonight. And uh, honestly, that's that's fine. Go, don't, don't make everybody listen to you being all happy about the Wolverines or indignant about the Lions. Okay? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Just run a regular play, you idiots. Exactly. Exactly. I do want to get into the, some Cowboys talk here, but I, I, I want to keep talking Longhorns because I haven't, I've, got, I've got two weeks of sports takes. They need to fire off yeah. all sorts of bowl action there. Um, all right, so let's let's talk uh, uh, here. Eight three four one zero two seven. You guys can call or text in. Uh, one such texter says UW was the better team, but Sark is too stubborn. Should have stayed with the run. Keep UW quarterback off the field. Bad move. And like that. That's to me is is, is, a, is a crazy is is a seven yards a carry. You can you can run on Washington. We were able to do that, and it was just the fact that it was that third quarter. You get down two scores, and you're scared. I mean, look, I I, I think that they did kind of a an okay job running the offense, uh, dis- despite all of the weird things. Because like the other thing is, you know, there were so many weird, fluky, shoot yourselves in the foots things. I mean, how Jadon Blue had what two fumbles? No, I had one, and the other running back had one as well. Okay, I I, I know who was it the one with a tight blue end was knocked way the ball out? downfield. Yeah, I believe uh, that was Blue. Okay, and so the other was it Baxter that just Baxter, dropped the one? Yeah, that that one was a bad fumble. But like that's a weird. You you come out in the second half, 
you're driving, your offense looks like it's moving, and you just there's a weird fluky Whoop. fumble where your 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 own player knocks it out of your running back's hand, and that one I don't think you can. I know a lot of people are going to attribute this to like the Longhorn players being unprepared, Sark not doing a good job getting them ready for the game. Whether they were, I I think that they were yeah, a little bit. They, maybe they did have the flu, like Beard was saying, because that ball had a case of the squirts. <laughs> it was coming out everywhere. All right, I need a, I need an official uh, some sort of let. There it is. There it is. They had Clement Spell. You get to do that. Um, I, I think that a lot of people are gonna are, are gonna say like, hey, there's like a weird. I, I've had a couple friends that were comparing it to Varsity Blues <laughs> when they stay up all night at the not the landing strip and just play like crap against whatever team that uh-huh. was. I'm like I, I don't know, man. To me, it feels more like they they ran into a team, Washington, who was who was angry about the disrespect and the point spread, the underdog talk, and it psyched themselves up, and they weren't prepared for the level of intensity, yeah, and uh, of, of what it takes to be a college football playoff team. They came in there with a uh, Big Twelve champion energy, and they didn't, weren't able to, and and, and that'll uh, I do believe that that will eventually be a good thing for them mm-hmm. to sit there and be like, oh, okay, that's what it takes. You know, I I, I believe in like, that's what they always talk about with the, um, when quarterbacks get to the NFL and they finally get in the game, I forget who it was, if it was, there was some quarterback in the NFL that was like, oh yeah, this is not like practice. No, yeah. And Even Derrick Henry said that the NFL is completely different than yeah, college football, and that's and so, a giant man. And, and so like, you know, there's leaps in all of these things. There's leaps from high school to college, there's leaps from, you know, uh, College of the NFL. Whatever conference Texas State plays in it in the Big 12, the Big 12 and the SEC, the SEC, you know. Hey, we beat Rice better than Texas did. That's all I got to say, you know. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Look, and, and that leads me to my other thing, is is we've seen this all season to me of where Sark, I don't want to sit there and say that he looks scared because that's bad. I've got some some buddies who have, like, he was really upset that he's like, there was panic in the eyes. And whatever you want to use it for, I've seen that the entire season. It feels like Sark, last year was all gas, no brakes. Mm-hmm. This year was like, we, we kind of we got to watch the speed around these curves, guys. Mm. This is a different track than last year. Yeah, Let's, I mean, you, uh, you definitely don't have to worry about losing that defensive coordinator to anybody. I mean, after that, yeah, holy yeah. moly. Yeah. But even, even then, and, and going into that fourth quarter, I was like, look, the Longhorns... I do believe that they were, were a fourth quarter team that they took pride. They, yeah, are we sure about that? I mean, are we yeah, sure about that? I've got to sure about that. I can't give they you played horrible in the fourth quarter against Houston. They played horrible in the fourth quarter. Um, that Kansas State game got way closer than it should have. I mean, even Iowa State, they held on. We did not play well in a lot of fourth quarters. But I, I but they shut it down against Alabama. Mm-hmm. They came back and they shut came it down against BYU. I've seen it instances of them like yes, I, I they got they had to get bailed out by the refs against Houston, but I have seen them when the fourth quarter comes like okay we're gonna we're gonna it's it's time we gotta go score more points we either have to score more points we have to do something or we have to, but I've just seen them turn it up a notch yeah and that happened against Washington now you can sit there and, and say third that Washington too. had some issues well the third quarter see that's that's the other problem with this game is it hurts more. And it feels like more of an ass kicking by Washington because just we did not get the ball in the third quarter, no. and they were able to get possession for the Huskies. And, and like that's that's why it just feels. I mean, it, and I, I know that they had the way more time of possession in the first half as well, and you know for the entire game. But just like that third quarter where you just cannot respond, you tie it up at halftime, you come out, 
you fumble the ball and you can't you can't respond and they get ten points on you and then it's like oh god it's over, and then we sit there and it's like somehow they have a chance at the end of the game, and so again like I'm just I'm not as fatalistic about this mm. like it was a poor performance and I do think that if you play if this I, I now I'm doing all the cliches that nobody wants to that Come doesn't on. make anybody feel get better out there this is the cliche corner if you play this game ninety nine times what's the record I mean. It's probably more Washington. I don't want to sit there and say that Texas beats them nine times out of ten, but um, I do think it's it's a little bit closer. And, and, and you you saw the game plan of like let's run mm. the ball, let's keep them Michael Penix off the field, and we just we just weren't able to do it because of weird fluky things. So well, weird fluky things. Do you mean refs that have big in the title? Because um, it used to be the Big Twelve was a problem, but we got the Big Ten crew. And boy, howdy, did they like throwing the laundry all over the field for the horns. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, Even when like we thought we were going to get our first penalty against Washington. Nope. On the defense. And yeah, then, like, yeah, horrible. Yeah. yeah, and look, that, I mean, that goes part of the whole... The um, most uh, blatant block in the back that if not, it's just a, you know, a late hit, essentially. And yeah. they don't even call that, that right one. in front of our bench. Horrible. I mean, look, but there were also uh, there were definitely a million pass interferences that weren't called uh, by the Texas defenders on the Washington mm-hmm. receivers. So I'm, I'm, I, I hesitate to to sit there and blame refs, even though like, so I'm not the, the whole back. blame on the refs. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I, I've seen way worse. That'll look. keep a drive going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, you get a couple of holding calls against against the Washington offensive line, but. Oh my goodness! I felt like they were grabbing every time we're chasing Penix out of the pocket. I felt like you saw a white jersey and some purple hands. But that was not the reason they lost. The no. reason they lost is because Michael Penix was able to drop dimes Perfect. to his receivers all, every batters. time. Incredibly th- long passes that we have seen well, the Longhorns give up all season. And I can't just, wait to see those wide receivers in the NFL. Like I have prison at the moment right now where I'm like I'm gonna draft yeah, get Odunze on the Chiefs, man. Holy oh moly. my god! Oh, if they could, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, Penix is better than Caleb Williams. Adunze <laughs> is better than uh, Maserati Marvin Harrison. Yeah, Coleman, prisoner of the moment. I want to draft that entire Washington's offense to my fantasy team. But Hulk, uh, here, that let's guy go. Torched us two what? for one ten. <laughs> 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 and that's the other thing is that you're sitting there like, well, why aren't our guys doing that? Why isn't Ad Mitchell? Getting a bunch that of was yards, a sick touchdown grab though. It, it looked like he it jumped was. twice. It was, and you know why? It's it's wise and worthy doing this. It's like it's like well, you you, you see an offense running at peak efficiency, operating, mm-hmm. firing off cylinders. Well, it's and hard we're to get there going. chugging along. Yeah, you're throwing the ball three yards behind the line, trying yeah. to get up ten. I'm just saying that that's why it just feels again. It feels more like an, an ass kicking. And uh, let's go to the phone lines real quick. We've got on top of this Chris on here. He wants to talk about the Texas game. What is up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Chris. Hang on. Sorry, I got to hear over work. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not doing it. got to work. Hey, man, me man, too. You know what? Watching the game, it just reminded me of the Charlie Strong era. Just penalty after penalty after penalty. And the first play of the game, my offense was a penalty. And I was just like, ugh. Um, you know, they fought. You know, I'll just say that the, the team's come a long way. The team's come a long way. Uh, unfortunately, um, it just didn't go our way. You know, you got to play against Washington and against the refs. It's so bad the refs had a, a review just to put a penalty on Washington. That's what I just I was just laughing at the TV. Now I got so frustrated, you just start laughing at it. Mm. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, to see Sard not really 
get mad at those refs. I mean, like, come on, coach, you, you got a lot of fire in their butts. But um, you know, they have better team won. Um, <clears throat> I kind of, I kind of hope they beat the brakes off of Michigan. But uh, oh well, it happens. Hook them. I, I am, I am torn. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, whether I want to root for Michigan, knowing that their title will be vacated over a hamburger and a guy named Connor Stallions. Or and if then I we want, get to beat them in week two, yeah. Or or if we uh, if I want to root for Washington and just their whole thing, there I'm, I'm really torn. What I'm going to do? Luckily, there's like four days for me to figure that out. Mm. Four, four days. What, what is today? Wednesday. Oh Today's God, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Man, vacation's fun. Um, I bet. I do want to know, like, how you, how do you guys feel about Sark? Because I I've been a Sark defender, and look again. I understand whether it's it's he's he's scared, panicked. The moment is too big for him. He can't cut it. He's an offensive coordinator, or it's just you know being a coaching job, uh, being a head coach at a high profile school is tough. Yeah, I mean, look at Nick Saban. He loses his mind all the time. Um, where, the best where you, coach we've had since Mac Brown. That's for sure. I mean, is that saying a lot? But I mean, I mean, if if, if on top of what Chris is saying, it reminds him of Charlie, of the Charlie Strong years. Okay, that stuff happened against Kansas. Yeah. All right, that's something that happened in the college football playoffs. I will take that stuff. Ha- I will take a poor performance in the college football playoffs in over playing in, the, in the, the damn Alamo Bowl again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's um, and 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 if if you think that Sark is not the answer, and you're going to blame him for those four plays at the end and just all these things, not yelling at the refs, all doing all this stuff. Like who are we gonna get? Uh, tell me, tell me who you're gonna get. You know, and I really think it's one of those things. Like, look at it this way: it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. Like, could we have been there if the refs didn't help us out against Houston? Could we have been there if Georgia didn't fall apart to Alabama? Could we have been there if that Florida State's quarterback leg didn't explode? I mean, we're no. playing in a bowl that doesn't matter if any any one of those things doesn't happen. And and I that to me explains. That's how I rationed out all the the Sark looking panicked or scared or playing conservative or just doing weird things of like uh, I forget who it was that was just like I wanted some razzle dazzle <laughs> at the end of the game. Give me some yeah. razzle dazzle. Yell at a guy in the tunnel that won't let his team out, but he won't give the refs the business. But you know that that last play to Ad Mitchell, like it's it's not a great pass by Quinn. Neither one of those two that they when they took the shot there, but I'm like. What does A.D. Mitchell do? He catches touchdown passes in playoff Club games. games. Yeah, he did and so when you need though. to score to to win and go to the national championship, that's not a bad play. No. The hor- horrible throw. And so, like, if anything, maybe get a new quarterback. I was like, I tweeted out. <laughs> I was like, Arch would have scored. They had Arch warming up for a little while there. And, dude, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, the big Quinn thing with Quinn. Hurt. I don't think he. Well, he he obviously hit his head and was concussed. And mm-hmm. I, I, you can debate whether they care about concussions in college football or not. I kind of blame that picture that came out at media day. Oh, Quinn's, Quinn's at the table by him. himself, and there all the reporters are sitting there. I I think that messed with Quinn. I think that mess that shook him. Yeah, no, but you know that was the only day that Arch was able to do media, and Quinn had multiple other things. The reports came out after the fact. That's just oh a, yeah, and it's all local news thing. It's yeah. just a bad picture, but I just. I blame that picture. Hey, Quinn, go win a Heisman next year, buddy. How about that? <laughs> Prove us wrong. I mean, look, there, there's, there's been reports. I'm doing reports in air quotes. Basically, Cedric Golden of the Statesman apparently told Jeff and Ed that he thinks Quinn is going to transfer. Shit. And I'm, I might be back to being okay with that. I don't know if Arch is ready or not, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to put him in there. 
The point is... Does Quinn go back to Ohio State? Ooh, that's interesting. That is interesting. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, all right. 834-1027. Again, you guys can chime in with your calls or texts with the Longhorns. We will do some Do You Care. Let's look at some outside the Longhorns sports nuggets uh, from the last couple of weeks. Aaron Rodgers is in a fight with Jimmy Kimmel. Do you care? Find out after this. Three guys on sports. 1027 ESPN Radio. We are back. Three guys on sports. Nick and Sawyer in today. Two Noah edition. flying in. That's right. That's right. Uh, but you can always be our third guy. 834-1027. That's the phone number you need. Save it in your phone. Call. Text into the show. And let's see here. We've got a couple of those. Southside Paul says, welcome back, Nick. Thank you, Paul. I've missed you guys. Uh, almost almost came in on the vacation to talk sports a couple of times. <laughs> almost. And I was like, what, what are you doing, idiots? Don't go work. Um, but he says, Washington just exposed our weakness. Penix is the real deal, and turnovers will kill you. And, yeah, uh, I, I think that, that was it was just a weird, fluky matchup. and Not fluky, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, they just are, are weak spots. Not going to be able to get pressure on a quarterback as much as we would like. And especially not from the edge. You know, yeah, yeah. We it was it was a lot of it was to Andre Sweat and our our defensive line and, and and Byron Murphy, you know, crushing in things. But like we didn't have like that, like even Washington. I forget the kid's name, uh, but I saw him do it against Oregon and I saw him do it against Quinn a couple times. Um, but like he, they 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 had a, a stud guy that's just like okay, when this is who you have to block. And I don't know if Texas has that. I know going like. That's All what scared po- me if we got Michigan. Is that front what they did to Alabama? I was like, oh no, these boys would eat Quinn alive. Well, okay, but see, and it's like, oh, we returned our entire offensive line. And but also, the Al- Alabama O line's not good. No, that's what lost them that game. I mean, that center is trash. Yes, they couldn't get the snaps, and also just you know, it. it, it I think they have a lot of talent. But it wasn't cohesive. It was not. Good. They were never. No, nobody's on this. Not everybody's on the same page. And so I, I don't know. I'm not this. I was I was definitely more worried about. Yeah, I was definitely more worried about Michigan than Alabama. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I feel like we've, it is we've hard seen to beat Alabama a team twice. It is. It is. And and especially one coached by Nick Saban. But um, I mean, honestly, I think that the Longhorns kind of stacked up. I, I I believe in the Pancake Factory, and so I, w- I would have been I would have been fine going into that game against either of those defensive lines. Mm-hmm. But the point is, like you know, we don't have one of those. We we we've got an incredible defensive line. You can't run against us. That was fantastic. We we proved it against the the Washington, and um, but we don't have an edge rush, and our safety was susceptible to the big play. And when you, I think that those kind of two things are might be a little bit related there. You know, yeah. if your defenders are out there on an island, it's much harder, especially when they have. We got beat over the top a couple of times this season. Is the fact that we would at least while we couldn't get to the quarterback, we could make the quarterback uncomfortable and not let the play develop downfield. I mean, and then we ran into a team that was like, "Oh, look how fast these guys are." I mean, that that's there was the the BYU game was mm-hmm. a huge play in the in the very fir- in the first half or first quarter, whatever it was that mm-hmm. they gave up. I mean, that's the whole reason we needed the refs to bail us out against Houston, Houston. is because they just started letting them complete whatever they want, uh-huh. and that was why you know I started to feel good about it. The Longhorns in the at the end of the season, Tech and uh, Oklahoma State, is that I feel like okay, we were starting to get some of these things figured out there, and Steam I don't know if it was the if there. it was the. the the layoff, the long wait between yeah. that, I'm sure that that probably did affect some things. And everybody poo-pooing on the Huskies for the last, oh, they're not going to beat Oregon. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, they rolled I mean, out. Oh, <laughs> barely beat Washington team. State. Oh. If you're going to give them that edge, yeah, sure. Um, and then I just, I do think that, like, you know, uh, people talked about it. 
the Washington offensive line versus Texas defensive line, and we're like, ah, that's fine, we got it. And and you know, again, I feel like we we kind of handled their running game. Uh, we just couldn't do anything to disrupt Penix. And you know, why am I sitting here saying all these things again? You guys should be saying them. Uh, let's start here with Northside. Dave is on the phone line. Dave, what's up, Dave? Yeah, definitely a lack of uh, speed on the edge really hurt us because. That guy, Penix, you could just tell the difference between him and Quinn Ewers, the experience. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing I saw. And they were, you know, Washington was smart. They did not let him stand back there because he knew he was going to get pummeled. Mm-hmm. So they, they did the moving pocket thing and it worked. It, it was, and so we were very much exposed because we don't have that uh, defensive end rush. And how many times did, did our defensive ends almost have him? They just squirted out and, and so, yeah, it was uh, it was very much de- not depressing, but man, we were so close. But that Penix guy is the real deal. Uh, the other thing I saw that I didn't like, well, we you know like like uh, I, Alabama, also Texas, we shot ourselves in the foot. Penalties, block passes, yeah. that yeah. also hurt in the first quarter. We did not look sharp in that first half, especially that first quarter. And then the other thing at the end of the game, you know, had Quinn thrown a dart, you know, instead of you know, he put way too much air under the ball. So A.D. Mitchell had to jump up. Had he thrown that dart, A.D. Mitchell would have had his feet on the ground, and that would have been a catch. Yeah. I kept reviewing that play over and over again. I'm like, damn, he should have just, you know, he's got the arm to throw that dart. I don't know why he didn't do that, but he had, he had a lot of his passes were way too much air underneath it, and that's the one thing he's got to work on. And I think that was the difference, in my opinion, in the game. Is you got a guy in Penix who knows, you know, I well, he better after six years in the league, you know, playing college football. He better, but uh, I think uh, Quinn was exposed that way. But I think that is something uh, that they will work on. I don't think he's going to transfer. Why should he? You know, you're, you you got a your quarterback. There's no way he's going to sit uh, put Arch in front of Quinn. He just won the Big Twelve championship for Texas and and almost won the playoff. No, I don't see that happening. He can't sit sit the guy down and say, hey, Archman is going to start. not going to happen. I don't know what Cedric Golden is smoking or whatever he's drinking, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm out. I have spoken. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. And, and look, here, here's the thing is, is I really want to be upset about Quinn Ewers. I want to be mad. I want to blame him. I want to say it's all his fault. Uh, most Also, you know, be, because of these things that we talked about, it, there were several times in that game where uh, Washington, man, we're not going to wear not going to talk about anything but Longhorn say. That's probably fine. Um, there were several times where the receivers literally weren't aware that the passes were being thrown to them. There, it was just we were just we were just off. Yeah, they were just off. And I don't know if that's Quinn. I don't know if that's if that's something the defense was doing. Well, um, I was uh, I was here on Friday, and mm-hmm. I kept putting the call out there, hoping that um, a certain holy man would call in and bless the horns. And uh, the, the the call never came, but uh, he had a lot of takes on uh, hash browns yesterday. He was, he was texting about hash browns, but okay. when the horns needed him most, Father Dusk, Father Dusk disappeared. The sun had set. Uh, that's what it was. There was we no prayer for the prayer horns. For fa- okay. I begged and begged for two hours on Friday. You know what? I was sitting here bl- about to blame it all on Ted Cruz, but uh, I guess we can sit there. Yeah, half yeah, 50% the Ted, Ted Cruz. Definitely there. 
Dude, that is so funny, man. That is uh, now. First of all, I do you believe even that. play the game if he shows up in your colors anymore? Do you just you do that if you you're any any franchise? If you're not familiar, Ted Cruz was in attendance of the game wearing a burnt orange shirt. Uh, where is my Ted Cruz information? I've got it somewhere here. All I gotta say is thank God this Texans game is being played in Indianapolis, where Ted Cruz is not allowed to go. Ugh. I don't know if that's true, but I just wish. <laughs> They have a big anti-Zodiac heritage thing. In well, and Ted Cruz, he's, he's a big... I get it. He's the Zodiac killer. Yeah. And you know what? If you're not familiar with that, yeah, Ted, every year somebody accuses him on Twitter. and <laughs> he, he's, fi- he's finally killer. jumped in on it and it's like, yes, I am. That. And it's like, nobody wants you to play along, Ted. Get out of okay, here, you Ted. Are not a, you're not invited to these reindeer games, all right? It's no fun when you play along here. Um, but he is... Uh, sports bettors are now 15-2 and two since 2017 when betting the money line against teams Ted Cruz shows up and support oh, in person. God. 15-2. and two. Uh, you, If you had placed a $100 bet against just against Ted Cruz, you would have profited $2,344 you would have made. Almost that's 24 times. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he did come out and say to all the dishonest pressed hacks blaming me for the Longhorns' heartbreaking loss, okay, if you give me the wins, I've cheered on too. So you admit it's your fault, Ted. You admit yeah. it's your fault, yes. You know, it's one of those things. I bet he knew how cold it was going to get this week in Austin. He had to get down to New Orleans. That's <laughs> what he was really doing there. <laughs> he was like, oh, the wait, the Horns are playing? I didn't even know. <laughs> um, he he pointed out that he was there he likes for... the Horns because he has a pair of his own? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just knows good photo ops and is like that's the other thing. He was he's he's rooted for the Longhorns, the Baylor Bears, the Texas A&M Aggies, and I believe it was Texas Tech. He was at a Texas Tech game. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the one. The, maybe that was the Texas uh, uh, when Texas lost there. But like, come on, Ted. Like, what, what, you're a Houston guy, okay? Don't root for the Longhorns, okay? He's, he's not a Houston guy. Rice. He's Canadian. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know Ted Cruz. Thanks. I don't know if you do. Born in Canada. Okay. I believe it's on a military base. That's why he's able to run for president. But still, uh, okay. but still, makes sense. Uh, but he wanted to get. He wants to get credit for the Astros World Series in 2017 and 22. Uh, so you you want you want the cheating Astros World Series title? Okay, Ted. hang on now. Okay, hang on now. Okay, we'll give it to you. Seven consecutive Astros American League Championship Series. Raphael Edward Cruz was born December 22nd, 1970 in the Foothills Medical Center of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Nobody cares about ALCSs, Ted. A UT 2006 of Rollsbow victory over USC. You gotta go to 2006? Oh, no, we can't give him that one, too. A&M beating Alabama at t- in 2021. 20, uh, that was all Johnny Manziel. No, it wasn't the Manziel oh, that one. The Manziel it was one? the okay. the Castanazanga guy. guy. It was after that. Um, but I, I will give you that one, Ted. Okay, you I will give one. you all the Texas A and M victories you want. Show up, start showing up in those those maroon mm-hmm. and white uh, colors. You can have Texas A and M. That fits. Okay, that fits with you, Ted, Ted Cruz. You can be an Aggie. And the final one is he, he wants credit for the Rockets '94 Finals win. Oh, shut up. 94? Yeah, they only won because my mom's OBGYN was at that game, not delivering me as a baby. I was born <laughs> that next morning. Uh, also, it uh, doesn't count if Michael Jordan's not in the league, Ted. Sorry. Whoa, That's, okay. I don't, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. doesn't count if you do, do it do it in front of MJ. But no, it's Ted Cruz's fault. That's, that's, that's what we've learned in, uh, this day. All right, when we return, I want to talk Iron Claw. Yeah. 834-1027. Have you seen the Iron Claw movie with Zac Efron and the bear? The guy from the bear, Jeremy Allen White? 
Uh, can we spoil it? Can you spoil a wrestling movie? Spoiler alert. They all end up very sad. Yeah. They're all very sad. We'll do that next. Three guys on sports. Three guys on sports here on 127 ESPN Radio today. Nick and Sawyer in. Our guy Noah will join us tomorrow. He is still celebrating up in Michigan. Big Wolverines. Uh, plenty, plenty of Michigan talk for you tomorrow if that's what you're coming here for. Uh, today, but of course you can always chime in. It's all about the long runs. We all know that. It's Ted Cruz's fault. 834-1027. That's the phone number to call or text in. Uh, Father Dusk is texting in, confirming that Ted Cruz born in Canada to Cuban parents and went to Harvard, which I don't know if you guys know Ted Cruz things, and I apologize for doing too much Ted <laughs> Cruz talk. I know this is this is my Ted talk. Thank We're cruising. Hey, there you go. Uh, but I just I know that he was at Harvard where uh, everybody that was at Harvard with Ted Cruz was like nobody liked that guy <laughs> nobody liked that guy he had no friends and so he's this is what he does is he goes and he tries to pretend and fit in and belong even barstool sports was like Ted get those colors off of you get mm-hmm. out of there we it's don't like just nobody Saturdays are for the boys not nobody the wants Ted Cruz to be around at any point um Let's see here. Northside Dave says he went to an Ivy League school. He called the Rangers the Dallas Rangers. He needs to stay home. Yeah. He also allegedly has, has talked about the, uh, refer to the, the, the basketball as the, as the basketball ring, not the hoop. Ugh. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Another texture wants to know, does Quinn ever just have a, does Quinn just have a weird launch point? He's not an unusually short quarterback, and they weren't huge guys with ridiculous wingspans getting a hand up on several of his pass attempts. He's definitely got like an interesting because like all of his throws they they look like whenever he does throw it deep they look like he's it took every amount of ugh for him to get it off there, but they're mostly pretty passes. I don't think it, I don't think he's like a, a big dark guy. I don't think he's like a, he's got like a laser arm. He's not definitely not Malik Murphy level. Uh, it's possible. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. There's plenty of time to figure out what's up with Quinn Ewers. I ain't got. I don't have the energy right now. To do that. Yeah, sometimes there's viewers and there's doers. And uh, <laughs> on Monday, he wasn't drinking. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I don't want to be the guy that sits there and just poo poos everything. And, and, but like, I kind of feel like if, if, like, here's the other thing. I'm going to tell you this a true freshman ain't winning that game either. No, but maybe. Would have been a great story, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, I, I, again, like, I, I saw Arch Manning. At the uh, spring game this year, and he did not look like he could throw the football in college yet. Yeah, yet, yet. He, I did saw not. him at the Texas Tech game, and it looked like he was going to take his wide receiver's hands off. Now his 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 scooting, his running ability—that's uh-huh. interesting. And there was a part of me that was like, should we just put Arch in when when it looked like Quinn might be have been concussed? Uh huh. And okay, here here's here. Okay. That's my biggest critique with, with Quinn Ewers is that when your team is down and with a chance for the national championship in the college football playoffs and you're just sitting on the bench with your helmet off, like, go go try to hype up your team. Try to get the energy going. Like, that's that's what leadership is. He's and he's just in. sitting there. And, he's just, and, and, and if, you, if you sit there and you tell me that he's concussed, okay. Okay, maybe. But, like... If he's not, and he went back into the game, they never put Arch in. I'm like, just I was like, what, what what's going on there? Like, if you're if you're not able to connect with with Xavier Worthy and uh, Ad Mitchell, you're not your receiver game is off. Why aren't you talking to him? Yeah, why not? Why aren't Shador you there Sanders saying, "Hey, that's what's, what's a what's, nightmare matchup for the Huskies"? What's going on? Got him the ball. 
Like, sit there and, you know, talk to your defense. Like, hey, we got to get some pressure. Here, here's, here's what I'm seeing as a quarterback to, to go to. I, I, don't, I don't know. That bothered me a lot. That yeah. bothered me the most out of anything is just Quinn's just sitting there. And that's when I was kind of like, I know this is not the right, this is a stupid hot take jackassery, but, like, if you just put Arch in just to get a reaction from the crowd... That might have been kind of worth it, and just run, run some weird, you know, designed let, options. Yeah, let him just sit there, run, do, do, just. I'm not saying that you should have benched Quinn to put Arch in, but like yeah, just, just to get like some energy much. from the. And again, like at the end zone, those those last plays, you're 12 yards away. I'm like, at least one of those Quinn should have run, like tried to do some sort of run there. I, I yeah, that that bothered me as well. But okay, uh, all right, Jared is on the phone lines. He wants to talk about Iron Claw. I want to talk about Iron Claw, too. If you're not familiar with it, Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, I believe is his name. A tale about one of the greatest Texas families of all time. The Von Erich Wrestling Families, yes, which, which um, I, I'm curious. I do want to know, 834-127, have you guys Formerly seen... Formerly broadcast on the parent company, ESPN, Texas Championship Wrestling. Oh, Okay. See, I'm not a big wrestling guy, especially I'm definitely not like a big local Denton, Texas wrestling uh-huh. guy. So everybody's like, oh, they're the most famous family in wrestling. I was like, okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, try, I'll take your word for it. Kind of famous for the wrong reasons now, but yeah. definitely famous. Yeah. I want to know, like, can we talk? I, I guess we will not talk spoilers because a lot of people really enjoy this movie. Uh, I will sit here and say that I was not. It, it's okay. It's yeah, fine. That was good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. the best movie to go see. I think I saw it the day after Christmas. Really bombing out. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's very it's depressing. An hour like, that's of why like, I wanted to like. Can you spoil a it's wrestling a movie? It's a whole hour of like, man, this is sick, dude. Early '80s Dallas. This is so cool. They dropped Tom Sawyer, one of the best needle drops I've seen in a movie in a while. And then it's an yeah. hour and a half of just things getting worse. <laughs> but like, just is is it a spoiler to sit there and tell you that a, a movie about a wrestling a wrestler goes bad? Like, it doesn't have a happy ending. Yep, like, only I don't Nacho know. Libre. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. There was another one that I came up with that had a good. What was the good, one with uh? I guess it was more of a boxing oh. movie with Hulk Hogan and uh the guy that has a big lazy eye. I'm trying to think. Um, something Thunder. I don't know. I'll find it. Are you talking about Rocky Three? No, not Rocky Three because this okay. is a different movie. Forrest Whitaker? Is no, the, not, not this guy. Well, uh, I don't know if you're trying to start. Yeah, anyway. Let's see what let's see what our color has to say. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, it, here. Let's go, Jared. What do you want to talk about with uh, the Iron Claw movie here? Hey guys, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I I grew up in that era and uh, I I liked it overall. Um, yeah, it is a very dark, sad movie, uh, especially if you know the, the story. Um, the one thing that most people didn't that that were knew the Von Erichs, the part that they left out the most was they didn't mention the. Chris Von Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the youngest son. And that was kind of the, the bigger downer part of it because uh, Chris was actually the one Von Eric son that actually wanted to be a wrestler. And he just didn't have the size for it and all that. And for him to be left out of the movie and he knew that he got left out, he would probably, that would probably crush him even more, you know. Because uh, he wanted that more than anything, especially when the like, whole thing is, is is I love my brothers, I love uh-huh. hanging out with my brothers. Yeah, not you, Chris, yeah. not you. Maybe but in the sequel, it did seem the way that they cast the person that played Michael fit into that role of someone that wasn't ever meant to really get into yeah. wrestling, and they, that's right. the way that they kind of made it come off in that movie as well. 
Well, and, and the other brother, well, what's, what's uh, Dave weird, David, though, was really good. Yeah, that guy, I, that guy was phenomenal. But uh, go ahead, Jared. What's weird though is Jack Junior, the first kid that died when he was a toddler, he got electrocuted. They referenced him in the movie, mm-hmm. and he wasn't even a wrestler. He was yeah. a little kid that died. That's where the curse That's started. Like, yeah, yeah. So it just—I don't know. It was just kind of weird that they left Chris out of that, you know. Um, but overall, you know, I thought the guys played the part really well, and it was good to see. And one thing, hopefully, I'd like to see is maybe we'll get some more wrestling movies out of this. Yeah, give know? us the Heart Foundation. Come on, let's get Brett and <laughs> yeah, Owen. I mean, that one doesn't end sad. Musician movies. You know, they're making all these movies about musicians. Let's make some about some of these wrestlers. You uh-huh. know? So, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, cool. once attended Texas State University for a semester. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Steve, Steve Austin actually started at World Class Wrestling. Yeah. He was actually... Uh, trained by uh, fritz von eric and stuff that's where he actually started out so you had so the ultimate warrior again my Go wrestling ahead. knowledge is, consists of just ultimate watching warrior was uh, sick hulk hogan just a juiced British. up guy that could only wrestle for about 45 seconds yeah it's about how long well, remember. I, don't, I don't know Heart if y'all know this I'll, I'll end with this but kevin moved to bernie texas and he has two sons that wrestle Ross and Marshall mm-hmm. and there you can see them on AEW wrestling that they're they're um, wrestling here so you can see them on TV so I guess you could say there is a little bit of glimmer happy ending for Kevin that you know he he did have his own family and it's blossoming yeah. and all that stuff you know I guess you could take that away from it but uh but yeah look up Ross and Marshall and uh you can catch the second wave of the Von Ericks, I guess. Uh-huh. Different last <laughs> name, though. They changed the last name to get away I from the I believe there was like a, a, a niece or daughter yeah, or something that, that wrestled briefly. but Well, mm. well there was L- Lacey Von Eric, which yeah. was Carrie's daughter. She wrestled for a while. I think she was WWE or whatever, WWF or whatever. I would just say there's two kids. Hopefully you're wrestling as Atkinsons or Atkins and not, not Von Yeah, Eric, so I, I would stick away and know right. dumb. The dad was fantastic in the movie. I thought that was the best actor out of all of them. Efron yeah. really lost me at the end of it. But, uh, I mean... Well, see, it's, it's, here's my problem with that, because, like, I hated the guy. I hated yeah. him for... He was playing, like, an a-hole, you know, overbearing yeah, they, they, dad. And I'm like, I'm like, so, yeah, you did a great job, because I can't stand you. I can't stand you after watching the movie. It's all your fault. It but is your fault, dude. The biggest takeaway from that movie has to be the fact that it, while it's a movie told through the, Thanks, the lens of wrestling... Is it more than anything is a movie about what it means to be a Texan, in my opinion? Okay. Through and through. I mean, you look at how the two tenets of the movie are basically be the best. Yeah. Because even outside of that, you had before Kerry goes to wrestling, he's training for the Olympics yeah. and is the most athletic one in the family. It's all and your then, fault, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Um, but uh, now I get why my dad hates him. I do too, after what he did to the Vonner. But um, and then the other part is family. Is everything is about you, they, they want to be they, they want to be the best for their family too, and then you know they they do the little football here and there. But I mean, it was such a just what it means to be a Texan is what I took away from that movie. Okay, uh, what I took away from that movie is that Zac Efron has a weird face. Yeah, sorry, and and no matter how ripped you get, it's not going to take away from you having a weird HGH <laughs> plastic surgery, too many fillers face there. But the Hulk Hogan movie was 1989's No Holds Barred. Yeah, we did have a texter chime in and uh, to to help you out there. No, that sounds familiar, but again, mm-hmm. I can't place it. Zoops. Now, Mr. Nanny against Rip, Suburban Commando. All about those. All about those. Um, 
All right, when we return, we're going to talk to Fox 7 Sports uh, Director Dennis De La Pena, my buddy from the morning show. And he's going to sit here and he's going to make you feel all better about that Longhorns loss and tell you why that's why everything is good with the Longhorns. We'll do that when we return. Three guys on sports, 1027 ESPN Radio. 